Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and in a minute, I'm going to share with you my interview with JC Rocks 111. But a funny thing happened right after we finished recording the interview, and I'd put everything away, and I had another uh, engagement I had to rush off to. He says, Oh, I was meaning to bring up while we were talking that I won close to another $100,000 in other advantage play opportunities. So <laughs> there wasn't time time to record it, and he didn't want to share the details about it anyway. But the bottom line is what he shared is primarily the 150000 that he took from card counting, but there was close to another 100000 in in uh, AV, in actual value, that he took out of the casino through other opportunities. If you want to ask him follow-up questions, he, he probably won't answer it, but uh, you can reach him through the forum. And without any further ado, here is my interview with JC Rocks 111 Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I'm here with JC Rocks 111 and we also have here to provide a few questions questions we got joe 748 how's it going guys yeah going good yeah thanks for uh sitting down and joining us so i i wanted you to uh do this a couple months ago but uh you weren't able to make it out for the last boot camp what do you have going on you have a kid or something i do <laughs> two um what month was the last one oh, june june i don't know what was going on right. <laughs> something just like well you got it no you got to <laughs> You got to work your schedule around these boot camps because uh, sure. people want to hear this story. Um, so before we get to uh, before we get to that part of the story, let's just start at the beginning. And, and uh, why don't you share with us how you got into card counting? Card counting, I had come across like a YouTube video. Um, but how do you just come across? So I went to like a poker fundraiser, uh-huh. like a, a Texas Hold'em thing. Yeah, and I was YouTubing that about because i had a lot of fun and then i came across the black jacket apprenticeship video like Weird. about counting cards and i was like you know thought i could do that it was like pretty cool and then i think the next day i watched like 20 videos you know oh funny yeah and i was like that's what kind of got me interested you know and what were you doing at the time uh that was 2016 you know, I was in real estate still. Um, yeah, that's it, really. I just kind so of doing real estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what did your wife think when you're when you're like, she's like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, <laughs> "I'm binge watching card counting videos." Yeah, I think at first she thought I would uh, like it would not last or something, you know. So she didn't really say anything, um, but I don't know. You, when I find something I'm interested in, I'm like pretty obsessive with it like yeah. either whether like i got a, a dog and now i'm like the, trying to pretend like i'm the world's best dog trainer or something uh-huh. you know like just want to so that's what i did with card counting i just kind of learned really fast and was dealing to myself all the time with like you know the coin jar and stuff like that so with the coin jar yeah like you know quarters and tons oh and stuff. oh that was your yeah, petty, that was just your... units just to yeah. see like you know how much i would have won oh you know, that's like, funny <laughs> stuff like that that's funny like really early on so yeah. uh joe calls that having the fire mm-hmm. Ooh, you had yeah. you had the fire I yeah for we sure beans once on a trip and we didn't have <laughs> chips we had to test out a player oh that's hilarious so we went to try to find the biggest largest beans we could find that's funny <laughs> The high roller beans. 
<coughs> those beans can only be found in the Highland area. Right. So you got obsessive about it. You you probably for a few months, and then I bought the membership. Uh-huh. You know, because I did as much as I could, like just on YouTube and different things you guys have, and like dealing to myself. Mm-hmm. But then I, that's when I finally got the membership, and I was like, "Oh wow, there's like a lot more to this." <laughs> so, did you uh, did you play blackjack ever before? No, I had never gambled before at all. No. Wow, just uh, just trying to beat other fundraiser people. <laughs> yeah, <at> poker. Yeah, <laughs> I was your gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, like we would. I had some some older cousins that lived by me. Sometimes we would go to the casino, like because it's you know pretend you're playing a slot and get a free drink or something uh-huh. like that like and that was it wow <laughs> you know? but but so. you just kind of something about card counting lit that fire for sure and it was the investment piece because i think early on i had seen about ev and how much per hour and stuff and i was in between buying rental properties like i didn't have quite enough to buy another house um, but I wanted to do something in the meantime. It was like 10000 or 8000 Yes, I remember some so email exchanges. I was like, maybe it's a good time. I can like put this money to work you know, while I save for the next house. You know, yeah. so it kind of made sense where I was at in life, too, like business. Yeah. It was always business like, from yeah. the beginning for me. Yeah. Like, how much can I make? Like, what's the risk, you know, and that kind of deal. So you got a membership, you learned that there's more to learn and, and yeah. kind of probably like watch videos and stuff. Yeah, the video courses really was like the main thing like for the membership because it's like I tell my friends like a college course. It's like there's so much, you know, so that's what I bought it for. And, and then, then kept training? Yeah, kept training. I, I really early on, I probably played like a little too soon, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> Like, if you go back at some of my forum posts, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. But I think I, because I won at first, you know, like 800 bucks or something. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. It's easy, you know. Easy money. But then, like, I lost it all back. So I was like, you know, this can't keep happening, guys. Like, you know. And, yeah. And everyone gave me great advice. Like, you probably shouldn't be playing till you're. Oh, perfect, man. you know. People could go back and look at your early posts. Yeah, because awesome. yeah. I just didn't know. And I even had a, a phone consultation set up with you like the next day, but I used the software to see risk and EV and stuff. And I was like, like 11% is not bad, you yeah. know, 12%. And I'd lost like my whole, <laughs> it, was, it was like, because I had the 8,000, but I, had, I was like, I'm going to start with two, you know. Yeah. And I lost that. But then I learned a lot after talking to you the next day. Oh, um, good. So I was like, let's start fresh as a yeah. professional, even though I wasn't yet. But you yeah. know, that's how I took it after that. You and, know? and then uh, how long was it from there to when you started playing some more? Uh, I, I completely stopped playing for like three months. Uh-huh. You know, And I remember starting back, it was like in January, I believe, starting back... Uh, when I knew I was like basically perfect, yeah. Like, and then even then, I played for like three hundred hours, about six months before my first boot camp. And then yeah, boot camp. And and for those three hundred hours, what kind of stakes were you playing? Uh, I was maxing at two spots of fifty. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I, I'm sure those hours like really helped you kind of refine. Oh, you, you, for sure. You felt like you were perfect at home and then you got all those hours in at the casino. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it was like um, boot camp was like, you know, so now I can really take it to the next level after this like validation and stuff. You know, that's kind of what it was for me. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember, I remember your, uh, your boot camp. That, that was Ping Pong's yep. boot mm-hmm. camp, and I think Sassy Red, that was her yeah. first boot camp. I think and first. So, uh, um, and I remember that you and Ping Pong nailed your test outs, which is, you know, it's, it says something like <laughs> you guys nailed your test outs and, and you've been having some success in the uh, couple of years since then. Um, so uh, I think it's been two years now. Because yeah. it was like a June boot Yeah, camp, it was maybe. like, yeah, two and change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then what? So from, I took a little bit of a different path uh, after boot camp in the sense of I took roulette. investors. You started playing roulette. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I have uh, some real estate partners, and I knew that, like, to make real money with, with Blackjack, I needed more time and to really get more hours. So... We had had an agreement where they I would allow them to invest, and it and they would kind of cover me on the real estate side when I'm gone, you know. So I went from boot camp two by fifty to high stakes the next week, it's you like know. Joining the church team, you know, it, yeah, build test out, and then boom. Yeah, so it was kind of like that, you know. For yeah. So what? So what kind of stakes? I started the bankroll was. Started with uh, fifty thousand, and I was doing two spots of three hundred mm-hmm. for like a month. Good, yeah. and then we just decided, you know, there's three people involved, so we wanted more, you know, more to go around. So we bumped it up to a hundred thousand bankroll and two by five hundred, and that's that continued for, you know, two years till now. Yeah, you know, so it's it's interesting because you had roughly. 500 hours under your belt by the time you took on that extra money you know it wasn't like you it wasn't like oh i went to boot camp and i've played 20 hours at the casino you'd you'd spend probably 200 hours training and 300 hours playing in the casino before you you went high stakes yeah it was just like i needed it to be that it needed to be you know because it has to be perfect so time you need time for that yeah (laughs) experience and everything else I think a thing that's interesting about your path, though, is that it it wasn't like this progression from like fifty dollar limits to hundred dollar right. max to hundred fifty max. You know, it was like yeah. three hundred hours of fifty dollar max, <laughs> and then boom, uh, yeah, two by three hundred, yeah. and then two by five hundred. Yeah. So, what was your approach? Because you primarily wanted to to play local casinos. Yeah, I did, and. My local casinos, like, took pretty big action, you know? <clears throat> so that's... And I, I stayed 2 by 300 locally for maybe, like, six months, even though when I would travel, I was 2 by 500 you know, because I wanted to, like, kind of preserve it and stuff. Um, but at some point, I knew they could take it, so I did, you know, as high as I could local, too. But once I was like, 
accepted there, you know, yeah. like, and knew the ins and outs of the whole casino, the people, like their thresholds of how they're feeling, you know, like and it just kind of slowly, as I got more comfortable with them, they got more comfortable with me. I pushed the limits a little bit, you know. So that's okay. There's a lot there to unpack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what kind of uh, best spread were you using? Um, so f- to it was I was only playing double deck games mm-hmm. um, with good pin, so I would do two spots of fifty to two by three hundred. Okay, yeah. yeah. So one, one to six. Yeah. Um, and then, did you play through negatives? Uh, I if I had to heads up, I would drop to one spot of fifty. Yeah. Um, but I knew what that play all EV was, yeah. and the risk was still super low just because yeah. the bankroll size and the rules and the rules. Um, but if someone else was there, I would I would be as efficient as I could, you know, like yeah. take a call when I can, you know, go to the bathroom when I can, mm-hmm. like whatever, just to try to minimize as much negative EV as I could, you know. Yeah. But but I kept it on top of mind, um, you know, just trying to last there and yeah. be as much like other people as I could, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it really it was kind of a like how do I it's like shear the sheep, you know, like, uh, oh, for sure. how do I, how do I, yeah. um, optimize, optimize, but, but not give up too much. Yeah. And I give up too much for sure. And, um, that was another thing I would keep my wins, uh, not really the smaller side, but you know, a couple thousand, like 3,000, 4,000, um, each session, you know, which which can be a little frustrating playing local because I didn't limit my losses, you know? So when you have like a bad, bad day in my mind, it's like, well, great. This is going to take five trips now to get this back, you know? Um, So that's all, it all evens out, but that's like the mental side of it. Cause I had to keep my wins smaller just for attention, you know? So that was a huge that was a great move because you just didn't win enough to the point where anyone has a reason to freak out and kind of yeah, each time. check in with their higher up. And yeah, it was and, like they saw you lose a lot for a long time, but they only saw you win for short periods of time. Yeah. And it just kind of. <laughs> yeah, like not quite enough to make an impact, yeah. you know? And then for a lot of these employees, it resets every time, you know, each, each session. Um, you know, so that's kind of. It was my approach. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing I did was be careful how I cashed out chips and when I cashed out chips. Like, because a lot of cages have their own procedures, you know, like over 3,000 or however much might trigger a review of, like, where did that happen? You know, sometimes I'll ask, where were you playing? You know, like, that's why, you know. So most of the time I wouldn't cash out at all the, right after the session or maybe like a small amount, you know, go back on a different shift to get a friend to cash out, you know, so, and I had a pretty big inventory too. So, man, okay, there's a lot more questions there too. Uh, you are playing rated? All rated. So did they just not have very good records of? No, they had good records. I was hiding in plain sight. I was so comfortable with what I was doing and it just, it kind of made them feel that way too, you know? Um, but if you're having someone else cash out for you, oh, oh, I see what you mean. So less than, well, 
You just didn't want a big cash out to trigger anything. I just didn't want a review anything. of my play that day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not trying to like uh, hide chips where it doesn't show I won or lost, you know? That's all tracked at the table, um, you know, the result on their side. Yeah, it was just not wanting to trigger the review of cashing out a big uh-huh. amount, you know? Uh, so how did you find out amounts that triggered calling someone or whatever just like, asking yeah like just over time i guess some other players had bad experiences you know like there was a guy he's also with black track apprenticeship i think he won like seven thousand. he's from out of town so he just cashed it all out and like the next time he came back it was done it was over yeah even though he had no heat of the table, no uh-huh. phone calls, anything. Interesting. So, you know, that led me to believe it was the cash out. Um, also, I'll, I made sure to cash out amounts under where they don't ask for my card anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, so even if, um, yeah, they just, it's a non, they're all anonymous cash outs, you know, mm. that kind of deal. And how big of losses would you be, you know, when you did have a, a bad day? Probably like, 12,000. Okay, so CTR limits. Yeah, I did also CTR. Because you're playing rated anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like with the hiding in plain sight thing, you know, they were almost like, there's no way he would just be here, you know? Yeah. That kind of deal. And and I I was there for so long, you know? I mean, I played for over 400 hours high stakes um, over the course of like a year and a half. A little less than a year and a half. And they knew me as like the local real estate person or like the fighter or, you know, we talk about this other hunting business. So like when I was there, it wasn't about blackjack. Like yeah. blackjack was just something I did and oh, it was wow. more talking about everything else. You know, they didn't even pay attention. It was, the game was secondary. Really like, you know. So who's they? All the staff, like yeah. dealers, pit bosses, security people, everybody, you know, knew me. I would play the same shift also. Yeah. Because um, they were so comfortable with me, so I wasn't even going to try to get to know yeah. people on Graveyard if, if uh, you know, if the day shift loves me. Like, <laughs> At what point in the year and a half did it become a thing where it was pretty known? Everyone was like, okay, this guy is counting and we just don't care because oh no so that's something that I was so unsure about the whole time where it was like do they really just not care do they they have to know right but in hindsight like they didn't know know, anything the whole time Uh, like when it finally happened it was the casino manager himself that I had never met never seen had come down at the table and backed me off. And um, the pit boss was like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, he didn't even know it was happening at that time. So just they didn't know. You know, people were coming up to me, like floor supervisors, like above all the bosses, like they're high in command, you know. Yeah. And they're like, man, is it true? Like the whole time. Wow. You know, they had no idea. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Did you say, were you tempted to be like, no, not the whole time, just right, <laughs> just right there at the end? Yeah, I kind of let him down easy, you know? Like, I was just saying, like, 
I'm just trying to play the best I can, you know, and I'm yeah. trying to fool anybody. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not like a professional, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of, it's a, it's a pretty weird balance where it's just like, we're not, it's not like we're going in there and like, we're intentionally like being deceptive of our every move. Like, but it's just, it's just a business thing. It's like, yeah. sorry, like it's yeah. just part of it. And it's not always, doesn't feel like the best all the time. Because when you have those moments where you get close to these people after a while and then they feel sort of betrayed or lied to, but it's just, ugh. yeah. And like a year in or so, like when, cause they were like real friendships, you know, real relationships I had with these people. So, um, there was a time where I'm like, man, when this does end, you know, yeah, it's going to be weird. Like for sure. So um, go ahead. And one boss, just to give you an idea of, like, what they were thinking the whole time, because I'm sure they backtracked in their minds, too, like, you know. So he he came up to me um, and was like, yeah, man, I couldn't believe it. Like, I've watched you play, you know, ones, twos, sometimes fours. You know, and he's talking, like, two by 100. Yeah. Two by 200, two by 400. You know, he's like, full table by yourself? Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, and... I could just kind of nod, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that they saw, you know, he watched, yeah. like, but. I think it was really smart to stick to a shift that was comfortable with you. I can think of two back offs uh, playing rated in Vegas. And this is like, uh, I was a known commodity. This is like well known running running a million dollar blackjack team, but there were a few places in Vegas that, that I was playing rated cause they just never had a reason to look me up. Exactly. And, but both back offs were when I played a different shift. Uh, one of them, I just like had a, you know, one, one too much. And mm-hmm. so they did look me up the other someone in, you know, someone just looked me up because I was new to them. Uh, so again, it was like by sticking with, it's like, they had no reason to, you know, they yeah. were just so comfortable like with the you. opposite of a hit and run strategy where you would want to play different shifts if you're yeah. just mm-hmm. there for a short time. And that was my play was just to be like, just not give them a reason to look me up just be there in as much as I could. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so did you tip? Uh, not really. Like, you know, there was a few times where it, it was, it was definitely like, session based like mm-hmm. if I won like cause if I could even make them think I was losing or like oh, I lost so much yesterday so even though I just won this yeah. 5,000 you know I'm still down or whatever yeah so I, but yeah I didn't really did that much yeah like, maybe my favorite dealers or some pit bosses dealt sometimes you know so I would like tip them some if I won you know uh-huh. a lot yeah <laughs> but was, there wasn't I don't think that helped me too much. Yeah. I really don't at all. You know? So so you lasted about a year and a half at this one casino? Yeah. And did you end up in the positive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for how sure. Much, how much? It was uh, 150000 Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so Rated. <laughs> I, I feel like you and I had a discussion maybe a few years ago about like, oh, yeah, well, the days of beating – one casino for over a hundred thousand, like those days are over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, did, didn't you? Yeah. Re- I had a similar one. Not as long as I was, it was, I was at 
score. I was a traveler there. Yeah. But it was like similar, a little bit less than that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I was just talking with someone else. Uh, I'll, I'll ask him if I can say his, his name. He said he would do a podcast, but just this morning he's like, oh yeah, you know, I beat them for 140 grand. Uh, and, uh, I love it. I love every, every, every bit of it that, uh, people with, you know, car King's dead, unfortunately, just kidding. <laughs> but people for, for a dead craft, people are beating single casinos for, you know, not, not every casino, obviously, but yeah. And JC rocks put it, um, well last night he said it was like the perfect storm of everything. Yeah. And that just gave you the best conditions to last. Like that's just how, it, how it is sometimes. Like it's, it's rare, but it happens and it's happened to a lot of us. So, yeah. And, and it, um, a few months, let's see, probably four months before, um, I got backed off, they were in the middle of being bought out. So there was like a merger happening and there was a window where nobody cared about anything. Like yeah. it was super obvious. So that's like when I really knew that I could do like whatever. Wow. Plus I was afraid that when the new company did own it, things could change. Yeah. So I wanted to like get it as much as I could. Um, but I would just be mindful of that. Like if you know a casino is about to get bought out, <laughs> maybe their employees don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> so so during this time, were you playing other casinos much? Yeah, I would. Uh, I was, you know. I would say full time, like forty hours a month. I would do every other weekend um, out of town, and then for to get twenty hours, and then at home twenty hours. Were you afraid that, like playing out of state, that there would be some kind of database update on you, and then yeah. they would see it and be like, "Oh, I was that's our super guy." Super selective. Like I would only play places I had like prior intel on that didn't database or be unrated like never show my id but i did get to the point where it was like why am i traveling you know so at the last like six months was full-time at this local yeah you know, 40 hours a month like so yeah at some point i was like just ride this out like more yeah. efficient and stuff and well especially with the the merger coming it's like if you yeah. feel like hey this could end you don't want to look back and be like, why did I, you know, try to save this place? You yeah. Know? And it's weird, the verbiage, like the uh, casino manager used his, you know, he said like, you know, you're too strong of a player. He said like, you have a three quarter win rate, you know, with us. And it's very obvious that, you know, um, that kind of deal is how he put it. Yeah. So, and, and I was like, okay, you know, and then, uh, by the way, I, I was down like twelve thousand when it, when I got back to off. So oh, that was a little bummer, you know. I was like, yeah. "Wish you had told me this morning." Yeah. You know? <laughs> Never mind the hundred and fifty. Yes. Yeah. And I think, for what it's worth, I think it was decided already before I started playing that day because I had seen him pass through the pit and kind of gave me almost like a smirk or something, you know. And uh, and the, then the back off came, but I, you know, I think it was. Oh, and I knew at some point, especially once I was up like close to six figures and and more, as soon as I did get looked up, it'd be pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I you know I knew that was only a matter of time. So at some point they did look me up, and that was it. I think it's kind of important for the listeners to note that like 
there's so many factors that happen to make this work. And, you know, don't yeah. think that just because you have a local casino that you're going to be able to do yeah. what JC Rocks did. Because let's say, for example, like if the pen wasn't as good, it might not have worked. You couldn't do that tight of a spread. Yeah. And like that was a big part of it. If the, you didn't know the whole cash out thing, that could have did you over. If there was one weird person that covered somebody on a shift, your regular shift that just knew a little bit more than everyone else, that could have that started a chain of events that would have ended it. Yeah. Like there's so many factors that happen here that yeah. work. So it's just like and we I, don't want people to go out and do yeah. a really tight spread mm-hmm. on a game that's not that great like you had yeah. a great game too yeah yeah it, and it was it, the it was stand 17 double deck yeah, for the amazing. high limit yeah you know? and uh and i didn't always white rabbit you know i guess that's what the bo- he remembered but it was mainly one by 100 a two by 500 mm. or you know start at two by one but then drop yeah. down stuff like that yeah um i like how tommy highland put it I had got to hear him like a while back and he said like from, I don't know exactly, from zero to one or minus one to one, you can kind of play with them a little bit. Yeah. And I'm big on that. I do that a lot, you know, because EV wise, it's like hardly no difference. So you could just make it look kind of funny. Like, yeah, one, maybe I would do one spot of 150, you know, or, yeah. or 175, the first hand of the next shoe after I just max bet, stuff like that. Just kind of moving it around. Yeah. You've, you've got to calculate it, you know? Yes, um, for sure. You have to know exactly what you're doing, what it costs. and uh-huh. you know. It's easier to be able to do that with good rules like that because it's a lower house edge. It's not costing as much to play around. But there is, you know, there's some truth that, that you know, the, the main money is putting, putting the bets out during the, the big counts, during those zero to one, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, you could... Uh, play around but but make sure you calculate For calculate sure. it and don't yeah. just follow your heart with oh uh jc rock said i could bet 175 at zero no yeah don't do that no. <laughs> it was only very specific to this place too yeah you know that's the thing like uh like it won't work everywhere like joe is saying uh you can like try to i just try to be like the best player i can wherever i'm at but yeah some places uh doesn't really matter what you do you know you just have to it's not worth doing anything besides your your normal spread and everything else because it won't matter you know but uh, I was lucky enough to where I I was kind of accepted so then I could slowly push the envelope yeah you know more and more um so how did you play at other casino you're when you were doing 20 hours you know yeah. on a trip so like I would do two by fifty to two by five hundred at yeah. those places. Much more just maximizer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, there was like one other place where I also I knew they were super tolerant too, um, you know. And I would do like one to ten, like a hundred to two by five, you know. But yeah, way more maximizer when I'm out of town for sure. And how, how have you done outside of the one casino? Good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't lose 150k on the other. <laughs> no, ones. it's still it's all it's positive, you know, on the other ones too. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, what about so you're playing rated? Did you yeah. get any comps? Yes, the comps have been crazy. I got the highest tier status. You know, you can get um, 
kind of funny side note. I had an executive host assigned to me during the biggest downswing of my career, which might have really helped me last, you know, because it was like a, at one point, it was like a 41,000 downswing. So, like, the host comes and he's like, yeah, it looks like you're a strong player. We just need to get you some wins, you know? Yeah. And I was, I was still up in their system, like, a good bit, you know? But anyway, so time went on, and after that, the upswing after that was like 120000 And he came up to me at the table one night, and he was like, how's it going, man? I'm like, good. He's like, man, you've been making some money. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's been crazy, wow. you know? And he's like, like a lot of money, <laughs> you know? So he started, I got him a nice Christmas <laughs> present, you know? <laughs> like, no, but no, the, the comps are, are cool. Uh at this particular casino, they they gave me a, a 2019 Mercedes lease for a year. Not too shabby. So I got to I get to ride that around right now. I made sure to ask the casino manager. I was like, I respect what you're saying. I'm not going to come back in and try to play, but you know I can keep all my status and benefits. It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> don't don't play blackjack, but all that stuff is fine. Like, okay, good, you know. Um, I went to like a cruise through Europe, you know, on the casino. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, We looked up like the retail value is like $14,000 cruise, you know. Was there a casino on the cruise? There was, and I got to to play a little bit. You didn't lose the (laughs) (laughs) $150,000. Another thing that that helped at the local casino is I was doing some other forms of advantage play too rated. Um, so they did see a lot of other action besides blackjack, uh-huh. you know, and they didn't know about the other things I was doing. So this like your, uh, your AP roulette team. <laughs> yeah. Getting warmer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. You're, you're, couple years into your career um like what did it feel like when when this when you got backed off oh it was pretty rough you know just because i was super spoiled like the casino is uh two miles from my house wow you know and the shift i played was day shift so like i would sleep till 10 you know play till three or four before the shift change like go work out like go home like it was pretty hard to beat, you know, so, uh, and then you have all these other thoughts, like, there's a few other casinos that I would play also locally. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, am I flyered now, you know, time to get back on the road, which, which I had had another baby since then, so it's like, like, our life was in a different place, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was pretty tough, but, you know, it was so worth it, and all good things. All good things. Come to an end. Did you yeah. uh, walk to the casino to save money on gas like a car counter <laughs> would do? <laughs> right. No, I, I did it. I, I drove. I Dro- drove your comped <laughs> yeah, car. Um, yeah. So so were you fired? Yeah, I guess I was fired. But I I can still do those other things I was talking about. Yeah. So I'm still doing that now, so that's cool. Yeah, just fired from blackjack. Oh, flyer. flyer. I thought you said fired. <laughs> you were fired. I was fired. No, were you flyer? I did get flyered um, to one casino. There's three. So I got flyered to one. Um, 
but like they let me play for like another month. Like, it's really weird. Um, yeah. And uh, what what now? Uh, now I let's see. So I got backed off a couple months ago. I'm ready to start playing more now. Like mm-hmm. I want to start traveling a little bit. Um, drivable distances first, so it's like shorter trips. You yeah. Know? Um, that's the plan now. Just you got to wear that miles. car out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get some miles on it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and you're still doing real estate stuff. Still doing real estate. Um, yeah, kind of. That's that's cool, man. Blackjack, you know, I got into it because I was in between real estate deals and didn't have enough cash because I like to build rental properties. Um, that's just how I do it. I save up, pay cash, you know, and... Um, so yeah, Blackjack's bought me three more houses. Wow, you know, yeah. So that's kind of cool. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, I want to play some more. Get another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? What else do you want to share with us? Um, just finished my MMA fight. Yeah, which was cool. Did you? Was it a sponsored fight? It was <laughs> sponsored by Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> It was so awesome. It was on the big banner and, uh, you know, shirts and hoodies and stuff. And uh, it's hilarious. Like, I think I'm going to try to get this local casino to also sponsor me (laughs) on my next fight so you guys can be right by each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was really cool. Um, It was a nice surprise to see that. It was awesome. Super awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) And, uh, And then you've made some friends through through advantage play oh man so many like from my first boot camp you know that's it's been awesome networking has been huge like especially for the out-of-town trips and i could return the favor for people that would pass through by me and learning other forms of advantage play and it's kind of neat like to connect with other ap's like we just have things in common that like regular other people don't so yeah, you know. So I'm a little bit concerned that people, some people listening, might say, "Well, good for him." You know, he had, and you know, I had a local place I beat for 150 thousand, and I'm really thankful for it. But I know that's rare. You know, that's super rare. Uh, what advice would you give people that are, you know, uh, newer to card counting or or starting out? playing yeah i mean like my situation it was great but you definitely don't need to have that to be successful you know like i have another 400 hours of high stakes play completely separate from yeah this at home you know so um new advice would be first just you have to make sure your game is there you know because it's not easy money even when your game is there yeah so you definitely can be slacking in that department but you just need the hours like however you slice it like it's you know it's like two steps forward one step back on steroids mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah it's just hours I'm just grinding well and i also game. i also think it's it, you have you put together a really good game plan when this opportunity presented itself like joe said someone else could have burned it in in a day or a week or whatever yeah. so uh, it seems like okay, you're training or you're finishing your training. Like, ha- put together, 
put together a good game plan. Like do the networking before you burn the games out and find out some games are worth just crash and burn. Uh, (coughs) Other, when there is a valuable place, like put the, the time, thought and energy into figuring out, you know, and never be afraid to lose a place. But, Mm -hmm. but it's really cool that you put together such a great game plan of uh, minimizing large wins, being okay with some large losses not having big cash outs that are going to trigger anything, you know, getting comfortable with the staff, sticking to that shift. Like there's a lot of really smart decisions you made that played into this working out the way it did. Yeah. Just try to be, try to be thoughtful with like every decision, like really treat it like a business, not just see what happens, you know, and we can't control everything, but you know, we can uh, try to, like have some say in the outcome, you know, um, that kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. You have any other questions for him? I uh, I brought my mom through there one time, introduced <laughs> her to everybody. Oh, that's. I think awesome. it's like a super innocent play, you know. Yeah. We were having lunch. <laughs> so, that was kind of cool. <laughs> oh, um, also at my fight, I sold like some VIP tables and stuff, and. I had like six APs there and like six uh, casino employees from that local place, supervisors, dealers. So like uh, that was kind of neat that we're still like friends, you know, Um, and I made sure to put them on opposite ends of the arena so they weren't by yeah. each other did, did the ap's wear sunglasses or anything or <laughs> right. disguises yeah they were definitely kind of ducking off a little bit yeah. you know but that was at what cool. point did your family get sick of the same uh three foods you would bring back from the casino <laughs> right. for free every, every day for dinner and that's lunch. another thing like i i swear i ate free for the a year you know <laughs> the whole time like but it's like a nice casino, so the food's really good. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we talked about this before we started recording. We're not going to share the name of the casino. Uh, I know everyone's... Don't... don't uh, let's not have like a thousand people private message. <laughs> JC Rock saying, so where's this casino? Just, just don't ask. But, uh, you know, it's a really cool story of... Uh, I mean, it's just a great story. Any, anybody, you know, crushing a casino is a great story. It's cool that you didn't just get lucky with this one casino. You also generated a lot of EV and had profits outside of it. But but uh, the ability to to take advantage of such a great game and, and opportunity is is really remarkable. Uh, anything else you want to share? Like any any like life lessons you've learned from? Um, I don't know. You know, like nothing. Think, yeah. <laughs> You've learned nothing. Yeah. <laughs> patience, you know, it's taught me a lot of patience. Yeah. Uh, perspective, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of, I still feel like I'm still in it so much, you know, so I'm not, like my head's still down, you know, still grinding, not, yeah. not reflecting too much yet, but I know it's a lot of positive things, you know, for sure. I think it's like that difference between the, the, uh, practice of curd counting and the art of curd counting yes. or however you put it is just that all those things that you did were not things that were necessarily in books or like you know it's all these you know it's, I think it has a lot to do with just pe- the people like just relating to people and like I would try to get 
not on purpose, but like, you know, empathy from them, like if I'm losing and things like that or if I'm winning. But yeah, because they're people, we forget, like, you see like a suit and like a, a straight face, you know, in the pit and it's like, can be intimidating, but they're just like clocking into work, you know, like any other job. So just look at them, look at them as people, look at yourself as a person, you know, and um, that, that helped me a lot. I think that's why with Card County, there's so much. We all share these stories, and sometimes our accounts are so different, even at the same property. You're like, mm. there's so many variables because there's so much human uh, involvement in the decision making of whether or not to let you play. And there, so there's so many different ways it can go, and that's where the art comes yes. in. It's, yeah, people want just a clear roadmap of like, okay, so I go to this casino and I'll play this number of hours, you know, and there just isn't. You you have to learn both the skill, you have to master the skill, but then you also have to like learn the principles, you know, the principles of how, yeah, the, the principles of like, oh, if I, you know, uh, I've got this, this great game, I don't have to use this one to 20 best spread. How can I use that to my advantage? And the principle of, you know, I'm known, I'm, I'm local, they're comfortable with me. How can I push this a little bit more? And, you know, how do I avoid anything that's going to trigger too much? Like, when you understand those principles, you can go into an environment and make the best decision you can, still knowing, like, who knows what a casino is going to do? Nobody knows what a casino is going to do any given day. Mm-hmm. But, but if you apply the principles properly over a career, you know, you're going you're gonna to get a lot out of it. Like, think about how much he was thinking about at the table besides doing the running count. Oh yeah, the true count and, yeah. and the bats, and then yeah. thinking about like, okay, if I go to the bathroom at this time, is that is that going to be where? And then when I cash out later tonight, how much am I going to do? Well, now I want a bunch of chips, so I have to do a little bit less, and it's just a constant dialogue. Yeah, yeah all constantly. these decisions you have to make. Little things like, for example, when dealers swap each other out on this double deck, they drop the shoe. You know, so if it's like negative and I see them coming from across the casino, you know, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. little things like that that right. add up over a career, you know, yes. so um, just taking advantage of whatever you can. Yeah. To me, that's really the fun part, you know, you know? Uh, like we've all had the skill for a long time, but the fun part is like, oh, how do I navigate all the variables, you yeah. know? Um, like, the unfun part is, is the back offs and losses, but yeah. the fun part is, maximizing all those all those things moving around in your head yeah it was fun talking to them while i was doing it like especially the supervisors and stuff like should we talk about something totally random and i'm heads up pushing out max bets you know it's like it was kind of cool i'm like no yeah he really doesn't see you know and that's why you need to be so well trained well practiced because you need to free up that mental energy to be able to do all those other things like think about all those other ways to generate more EV in the same situation. So. Yeah. That's that's a really, really good point. The less effort you're putting into playing, the more effort you can put into all the other things that go into being really a um, like a shrewd or a you know a successful mm-hmm. card counter or advantage player. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Group hug? <laughs> <laughs> they lost a friend but they have the Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and you have $150,000 of yeah. their money in a in a 2019 lease for a year. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. something. Cool side note. Uh I got to play so much even this year before the back off that I'll be able to get that 
top status again for 2020. Oh, nice. So I'm hoping to get another car next year. Yeah. And cruises and everything else. Oh, my gosh. So that'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep me posted on, on yeah. what you're able to get Just out of it. the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. You know? No, that's, I mean, that that was, we got backed off from a place and still had like thousands of dollars of comps that we used for free gas but uh no no uh mercedes no cruises awesome well thanks for uh sitting down and sharing this story you know um i I think there's a lot of valuable lessons and it's just a great story um and you're you're a very good card counter both in the technical like nailed your test out but also in the in the more the art of card counting so it's fun you know to hear about it uh and you're on the forum, I guess, if, uh, you know, mm-hmm. people don't, yeah. don't bombard him asking the casino, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, you've, uh, been a cool part of the community too. So thanks for finally sitting down and sharing. Oh, for sure. For sure. A lot of fun. Awesome. Well, this podcast is brought to you by Boop! Casino and Mercedes Benz <laughs> and, uh, MMA. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully that's uh, enjoyable for you guys. And if you want to learn more about Kirk Kang, uh, check out blackjackapprenticeship.com. Mm-hmm.